What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of Conversations with Commander Anderson. This episode is by request from my boy, Dan Hoger. This is my top 10 personal list of my favorite Nintendo Switch games. So to qualify for the list, you had to have been released on the Switch. Or the game had to be released on the Switch. doesn't have to be exclusive to the Switch. But this is a Switch list, so let's get right into it. Now, the Switch itself is an underpowered system. And really quick, I hope there is an updated Switch, uh, Switch 2 or Switch Pro, because Xbox Series X and PS5 are going to take off. And the Switch is producing graphics on par with the Xbox 360, PS3. Uh, it has some pretty impressive titles. The NBA 2K games look pretty good. Those games will not be on this list, but they are pretty good games. They can go toe-to-toe with their PS or Xbox counterparts. So, number 10 of my top 10 favorite Nintendo Switch games, Tetris 99. I could not put this game down. I was addicted. I loved all the competition. I love Tetris. I always have loved Tetris. Hope one day that Tetris 2 gets a remake or re-release. That game kind of like faded out of existence. But I think a Tetris 99-2 and the style of Tetris 2 would be amazing. Um, I didn't do too good against people because there were a lot of great players. I would always, it would get to a point where the shapes were coming so fast that I would just either give up or turn the game off and then try to start over again. I love that game. I recommend it to anyone who likes Tetris. Number nine, Astral Chain. Astral Chain is a unique game. It's very different, but it's in the same style of Bayonetta or Devil May Cry. Graphically, it's very impressive for a Switch game. Takes a little bit time to install, but it's very impressive. The combat is different. I don't want to spoil too much, but it's not like direct combat. It's like it's astral chain me astral as an astral projection. You're like carrying a warrior with you, and your buttons that you're pressing. They're doing the fighting. The plot is interesting. I don't want to give too much away. I do recommend it. It's well worth the $60. It's very fast-paced, you know, especially when the action jumps right in there similar to Bayonetta. It's a very difficult game to put down. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10, I believe, on social media. Definitely worth checking out. Number eight, and we've all lost friends over this series. 
is Mario Kart 8. Loved it. Once again, another game I could not put down on the Nintendo Switch. I love the online mode. And I love the, the motorcycle. I think the motorcycle, I believe the motorcycle was in Mario Kart 7, but in Mario Kart 8, that's actually one of Mario or whoever you're playing with, one of the coolest vehicles. And it's amazing how it takes off and you get the glider. And the more difficult courses are so much fun because the replay value is so high. And for me personally, I had to memorize a lot of those stages. It would take maybe 20 tries to get through it sometime. And of course, they're going to, you know, hit you with the red shell, the green shell. You know, the competition doesn't want to, excuse me, the competition does not want you to get to that first place. Very fun game. Uh, as far as replay value, I probably will pick it up and play it again. You know, I have it sitting here. It's been a while. I have a backlog of games, other games I got to get to. Definitely check it out. Number seven, Bayonetta 2. Now, if you like the first Bayonetta, you'll love Bayonetta 2. Now, the story doesn't make that much sense. You know, spoiler alert. But the gameplay, the controls, how fluid the game works, um, like when Bayonetta turns into a panther, how great the controls work. Also, the graphical output. Now, this game was released on the Wii U system. As you know, where a lot of Switch games are being re-released. Excuse me, a lot of Wii U games are being released on the Nintendo Switch. This is probably at the top tier because Bayonetta 2 came out, I believe it was near the end of the Wii U life cycle. Not a hundred percent sure on that. But I'm gonna do a separate podcast on Nintendo systems, and I'll probably end up telling the truth about the Nintendo 64. Before you start throwing tomatoes at me, chucking spears, waiting outside, you know, for me to go to work with torches, axes, and clubs, on that separate podcast, hear me out. I think some things need to be said. Many years have passed since some of these Nintendo systems have been released. And it seems like you can't criticize them because people love them so much. But I think the Wii U, the Wii, N64, and don't get me wrong, N64 was a great system, and I don't mean to get off topic. However, it's time to tell the truth about some of those graphics, some of the controls, some of the gameplay. Nintendo choosing to be different, as usual, using the cartridge format. You know, I hope the new Switch, where there's smoke, there's fire, they are talking about it, has larger cartridges. We'll wait and see. Guess we'll find out. But like I said, Nintendo likes to be different. The Wii U discs were not the same as the PS4 or the PS3, Xbox 360 disc. Also, even GameCube. Remember, GameCube had the small disc. Ever since um, the Super Nintendo you know, was put on the shelf for the next system. Nintendo's it has to be the one that's different. 
but it cost him dearly. Number six, Diablo 3. Once again, I'm not a big PC gamer. Do I, have, do I have a PC laptop? Yes. It's mostly for Steam games. Diablo 3, I used to play that before I finished it. I used to play that before work, after work, during work, on the Switch Lite. And I'm not even a fan of those top-down RPGs like Warcraft and Divinity Sin and Baldur's Gate and Pillars of Dead Fire 2, which I do recommend Pillars of Dead Fire 2. That's a different list for a different day. Diablo 3 had great controls, great story, great weapons. I love, spoiler alert, the, the flying hammers where you could have a hammer circle around you and almost nothing touched you. Man, now I'm in the mood to play it again. I might pop it back in and play it for a little bit. This game actually made me go and play other top-down games. Like, you know, Pillars of uh, Eternity 2, Deadfire. I highly recommend this game to people who like that style of gameplay. Number five, Kirby Star Allies. Now, anyone who knows me personally knows I love platformers. I've been playing Kirby since 1990. So, 30 years later, here we are with the same type of platformer. I don't know what else the series can do. Because the last two Kirby games have been very similar. I don't know what it can do to improve. Or should, if they should go with the, if it's not broke, don't fix it approach. But Kirby Star Allies, my only gripe with this game, it was because there were allies with you. It makes most of the game pretty easy. And I also do not like the fact that it is shorter than the last, I believe, three installments of Kirby. The only, you know, I never had a problem with anything Kirby-related except for that one game account for the Wii U, and I don't even remember it. Um, it wasn't Epic Yarn. Epic Yarn came out for the regular Wii. It was the Kirby game where you could only use the Wii, uh, the Wii U controller, and you could not use the classic controller. So you know you're in. And it, that game was just a product of lazy development. You had to use the your finger or the stylus to try to gag Kirby. That game was just a huge mess all around. And I pray that the next Kirby game, which is Planet Robobot, went back to the same simple formula. And it did. And it worked. That Wii U game has been long forgotten. If you know if you know anything about me, if I forget a Kirby game, it's bad. Number four, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, for years, I've looked for the true successor to Super Mario 64. It is not Super Mario Galaxy. It is not Super Mario Sunshine. It is, without a doubt, Super Mario Odyssey. It plays and feels like Super Mario 64. I personally, if I were in charge of Nintendo, I would have called this Super Mario 64 too. 
And spoiler alert, I love the stage when you're in New York. It's good to see Mario in a realistic setting like a big city or a big realistic city because you've never seen that before. Well, guess unless you count the Super Mario Brothers movie, which came out in 1993. But we all know that that was a bunch of horse crap, and we will never, ever mention it again. So, with that being said, the controls are tight. The gameplay is fun, as you would expect from most 3D Mario games. It is very challenging at some points. Some points, you want to throw the controller down like you're playing Super Luigi U. And that'll probably go on a separate list of the my top 10 most difficult video games of all time. Number three, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Originally released on the Wii U and the Switch on the same day. I got my Switch day one. So I never played the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild. I don't know if it's an upgrade or not. Probably the same game, but Breath of the Wild is impressive. Now, I had to use a strategy guide to get through it. However, the strategy guide was pretty thick, too. I spent hours on this game. I played every side quest, no matter how difficult it was. It was just a very fun experience. And to be the one of the very first Nintendo Switch games, it put on a very impressive showing. Once again, anyone who knows me knows I love The Legend of Zelda. Except for those Legend of Zelda CDI games on the excuse me, the Philips CDI system, which we all know, once again, we all know that was a piece of crap. It's almost an insult to the fans of The Legend of Zelda that they came out with those games. And everything about those games was just horrendous. It gives me chills just thinking about it. What, why'd they do Link like that? And once again, those are the two Legend of Zelda games for Philips CDI. If you want to go look that up, you can. But I warn you, it's a waste of time. And you will be quite upset, especially if Link is your favorite character. And a quick note on Link, Soul Calibur 2 for GameCube, one of my favorite fighting games of all time, had Link in it. That was the best version. Link had bombs, bomb sword combo. Nothing else to say. Number two, once again, we're rocking with the Legend of Zelda. But this time it's Link's Awakening. Now, it is a remake of the original game. However, it plays exactly the same. It's the top-down Zelda, like the classic Zelda. However, it compares side-by-side with its 1993 counterpart. If you remember what to do on the original, this game would be a breeze. And I love this game. Um, well, even when I was a kid, I couldn't put it down. Back in 93, 94, I, I say, no, no, that's not true. Close to 95. I could not put this game down. I just want to go to the next dungeon, to the next dungeon, to get Link home, to play the Ballad of the Windfish. I mean, even the owl. The owl that flies down gives you hints. And you know I love owls. Anybody who knows me. So that's a big plus for the game. You know, he he, he told a lot of the story. And if you are a Legend of Zelda fan, I would suggest you pick this game up. 
this game is worth the price of a Switch or Switch Lite alone. And I got this in Switch Lite on the same day, if I'm not mistaken. Popped it in, ready to go. Say no more. I finished it twice. But I wanted to finish it in handheld mode and TV mode. Yes, um, I probably will pay. Excuse me, I will probably play through it again. Not anytime soon, especially with the new systems coming out. But I loved it. Number one, and anyone who knows me knows I love this game. I'm about to mention. But before I get to number one, here are some honorable mentions that could have been on this list. One, the Nintendo Switch version of Trials of Mana. I don't know what to say. Trials of Mana actually is a, in my personal opinion, a contender for game of the year for 2020. Now, will it be game of the year? My personal game of the year? No. That's probably going to go to the Ghost of Tsushima. However, it's definitely up there as a contender. Also, Mortal Kombat 11, honorable mention. They did a heck of a job making a switch port, except that you have to install it, except that it's downloadable, installed from your wireless connection. That takes a little bit of forever. However, once it starts playing, it's very comparable to the other two versions. Some stages don't move in the background, like the Xbox or the PS counterparts. But if you like Mortal Kombat, you like fighting games, and a fresh take on Mortal Kombat story, please pick this game up. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Pokemon Shield. I'm personally never been to the Pokemon cards. However, the later Pokemon games like XY, I did like those games. And I do like Pokemon Shield. I like the combat. I like training the Pokemon, raising the Pokemon. I did not play Pokemon Sword. I got still wrapped up. Probably won't play it for the longest time because I've already beaten Pokemon Shield. Pretty much the same game. It's just how Pokemon games are released. Yes, they are fun. Poke battling people is fun. So I threw that on the honorable mentions list. Are some of the Poke battles a little time consuming? Yes. I was going to make this number 10. But Tetris 99 was just a little bit more addicting. Now, without further ado, number one. Personally, my favorite Nintendo Switch game. And I won't say of all time because the Nintendo Switch still has a little bit of life left in it. I'll say two or three more years. Number one, Octopath Traveler. The hours I spent on this game. Astronomical. Pick my character, because you can start with eight characters, and you can do four chapters of their story. Almost any way you like. But pay attention to the levels. Overgrind. When I was playing, I was at least ten levels over whatever boss that was ready for me. At the minimum. I started with a character named Ulbrich. Uh, everybody loves Therion the Thief for some reason. I didn't start with him. Um, start with Ulbrich. I like the story. I thought it was a pretty strong character. Uh, once I got the super duper secret powers or the secondary jobs, 
I was pretty much unstoppable, especially when I was levels over the bosses. Then the last boss of the game, it took about three and a half hours for me to beat that boss, for me to deplete a million hit points. Because I'm not going to spoil it for you, anybody who's listening. It took me about three hours to deplete those hit points. My favorite characters from that game are Ulbrich, Cecilia, Hunnett, and Cyrus. I like Cecilia. She's probably my favorite light mage of all time. Next to Yuna from Final Fantasy X, I thought her story was really interesting. And I think her powers are interesting. Pro tip, when you get the super-duper secret powers, the secondary jobs, give her the Star Seer. Uh, I won't explain why. You'll see why, or you can look it up on YouTube. Trust me, huge advantage. Uh, to any old-school RPG fan or 16-bit RPG fan, yes, pick this game up. Believe the hype. Believe what I tell you. It will not disappoint. Really quick, there will be a top 10 Xbox list in the same format as this. I did PlayStation 4. I did the Switch now. I'm going to do Xbox. And so look for those coming up. Look for you know my initial thoughts on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Also look for what I want to see in the future for, from Nintendo. I hope they go back to some type of disc format so we can get the best from Nintendo. Uh, those cartridges are difficult to make. Don't store as much information. But they do hold a lot of value when you trade them back in. I will say that. Thank you for listening to the top 10 favorite Nintendo Switch games of all time. I will talk to you later on in the week. Pretty um, looking for a pretty good episode Saturday night. The self destruction of modern feminism. Like I said, this is a variety podcast. I may start podcasting twice a week on a regular basis, one with a controversial topic on Saturday, like I normally do, and then maybe a topic of like movies, wrestling, video games, nerd type stuff. In the middle of the week. Peace out, guys.